Happy New Year and welcome to the podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. If you'd like to learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. So good to see each and every one of you here. Praise the Lord and all of you that are watching. We thank God for that. Hallelujah. And uh, all you kids, they're going to go ahead and have uh, kids' church Aaron, they'll they'll unlock it for you. We got Carl's got a he's got a key. He's got everything here. Hallelujah! Aaron's going to go back there and be a blessing. So all you kids can go back to your classrooms. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Get them all situated there. Hallelujah! Glory to God! I get to have my my grandkids here for at least another you know few more days. They're going to be moving to South Carolina. So glory to God. Adam and Kelly and their six kids are going to be moving next Tuesday. So, hallelujah. So, we'll see what happens. Amen. That's all right. I still got five more here, but then I got three, three more and got, got them all over. Actually, got more. I got nine, nine still here. So, hallelujah. Just nine be moved away and nine still here. So, we're good. <laughs> Amen, you know. And uh, they were... It was kind of funny. At my mom's funeral, they got up and said she had read the obituary and said she had 36 great-grandkids. And uh, the funny thing about that is 18 of those are mine. So, <laughs> hallelujah. So, my other brothers and sisters, you know, it's kind of like, they're all like, whoa. I said, hey, what can I say? We believe what Genesis said. We replenish the earth. Uh, God is good. Amen. You know, uh, praise God. We kind of had our State of the Union address on Sunday, I kind of just shared, kind of fired me up, and I talked about, you know, the spirit of faith, and I talked about that's the, we are a faith church, and I had two or three people come up to me and say, Pastor, you know, you said that we're a faith church, but we haven't heard you preach on faith in a while, I said, I preach on faith all the time, it's just that I, I mix it in with everything else, but, uh, uh, you know, I just thought in my heart, I said, okay, Lord, I just begin to just kind of meditate on the things there, and I want you to go ahead and go to Hebrews chapter 11, so I'm going to share on uh, some things about faith tonight and just kind of share some truths about the Word of God. And, um, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to you about how faith manifests itself in your life or how it should. Okay, what I mean by man, how it should be expressed and how it should, there should be some things about you. Because people of faith walk differently than everybody else. Even did you know that? When you have a spirit of faith about you, it's different. You just have a spirit of faith. People know oh, you're one of those. You say, yes, I am. Praise God. And I always tell you, and you're not, God bless you. You're missing out. You're missing out on the things of God. You miss out on, on what God has. You know, and, and so I'm going to hit the scriptures here, but then I'm just going to share some things that I believe will, will just enhance. Because, you know, we need our faith bolstered. We need our faith encouraged. We need to strengthen our faith. Because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him or to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We look at that, you know, if we know what faith is and if we know how faith comes, then we need to know how to turn our faith loose. And if we know how to turn our faith loose, we need to know there needs to be some kind of action or some kind of a response that we have. Well, what faith is? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is simply having a trust in God, an unquestionable belief that God says what he says and God can do what he says he can do. Amen? 
you believe that. How faith comes, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen? So it comes in that direction. We know that's the word of God. It's faith in the word of God. And how we turn our faith loose is by our words. We got to speak it because 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says, but we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, they believed and therefore they spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. So you can't have faith without speaking. Amen. Thank you for your overwhelming response. See, when you talk about faith, you talk about trust, you talk about uh, honoring God, it's, it's realizing that without faith, we can't please God. What is faith? Faith is simply saying, you know what, Lord, I trust you. I believe that you're going to make sure that what your word says is going to come to pass in my life. Amen. Now, we need to have faith in the word of God because, see, faith comes and faith begins where the will of God is known. Amen. Amen. Faith does not begin where the ability of God is known. There's a big difference. Everybody believes God can, but almost 90% don't believe God will. Come on. They believe God can. Everybody, you can talk to anybody. You can take to just, to just the new, oh, oh, God can do, yeah, I believe God. If they believe in God, they're going to believe God can do anything. But do they believe God will do it for them? Is God willing? See, faith begins where the will of God is known, not the ability of God. But I want to give you some things so you can look at yourself and say, hey, is, is this happening in my life? So I want to give you just a few things that will help you. Because how do you, how do you kind of track it? How do you kind of look at this? You know, you, know you, you express faith through your life. People can see that. You know? J- James said it like this. Show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Now, works don't save you, but your faith has a work. Your faith has something that changes everything. And the very first thing you'll notice, if you understand you have a belief and a faith in God and you're born again and you trust him, then your number one thing is you have a total different attitude in life. You have a positive attitude. I'm thoroughly convinced those that have this negative attitude, they just need to be dunked a little harder. They need to be dipped down till life is good. Amen. Uh, they need to understand about what faith is and how, you know, because many times the, the word of God is taught about, well, we can't have this or we don't deserve this and we shouldn't believe for this. And, you know, listen, when God saved you, when he made you your ch- his children, he provided all things for you and he made all things good. Amen? And we're not getting anything that God doesn't already, hasn't already given. We're not asking for anything that God's already, not already doing and want to give. But God wants you to look at yourself in him, not outside of him. Because you look so much better in Christ than you do outside of Christ. Hallelujah. So it, it manifests in a certain attitude that you have. Yeah, I, you know, you, and when I say attitude, it's not a bad attitude. It's a good attitude because it's a positive faith attitude of glory to God. I'm going to make it through. God's on my side. And if God's on my side, and if God be for me, who can be against me? And we take the word of God. So you know, I've had people say, well, you take all the positive scriptures and bring them out. Well, of course I do that because I'm a faith guy and I'm believing. And actually, I know all the other ones. I know that there's tribulation. I know that there's tests and trust. I know that the enemy attacks. I just don't want to give him any glory. I don't give him any. I always say, well, yeah, but he's attacking, but God's going to come through. See, sickness can come, but it can't stay. It has to go. It has no right to be here. I'm the healed warding off sickness. I'm never sick trying to get healed. Can you understand that? That's a different, I have a different attitude toward that. 
Because see, when the devil knocks on my door and he hands me a package of something and says, here, I want you to give depression. I want you to give sickness. I want you to give lack. I'm not going to sign for it. They say, yeah, but it's got your name on it. I don't care if it's got my name on it. It's not mine. Amen. You can leave it on the doorstep because it ain't coming in. I'm not going to have it in my house. I'm not going to take authority over there. We're not going to do that. We're going to take hold of this. You know, we're, we're doing some things. Hallelujah. But here's the key to this too. See, faith, in order for it to work, because it manages with the right attitude, but also when you have faith, there comes this little, little word called obedience. Amen. Because you know that without doing what God says, faith ain't going to work. See, the Bible says faith works by love. So if I don't walk in love, my faith don't work. Amen. Amen. You know, you know, because what it does, faith manifests itself in a total obedience to God, knowing that through that obedience, it's what makes God's word fully and manifesting, fully comprehensive. You know, I'm going to trust and obey because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. You see some things, it changes you. It sees these things that are, that, are, that are happening. Amen? We have to understand that. And that's why we, we are different. We should be different. We should act different. We should obey. We should have more of a, of a reality in our life of doing things. You know, you ever have to ask yourself, how come I always got to walk in love? How come I always got, how come, God, how come you're always picking on me and, and I have to be obedient? They're not being obedient. Look at that. Look what they're getting away with. They're getting away with that. Look at They can do that. It doesn't seem to bother them. How come if I think about doing that, I get, I get convicted? I say, well, why is that? Well, God simply tells me, he says, you know better. I said, well, they should know better. He said they should, but they don't. Then it's none of your business. <laughs> he always brings me back to when you know, he was telling Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? And Peter's like, Lord, after the third time, he's like, Lord, you know, and he's grieving. And then Peter looks around, and he sees John. He said, what about him? What about John? What about him? You know, you're telling me how I'm going to die. You're telling me that you don't even think I love you. You're telling me not. And what about him? What, how, give me some bad things on him. And Jesus says, well, what if I want him to live forever? <laughs> don't you know that would have ticked off every one of you guys? And now I'd be like... What do you mean you're going to get to live? I'm going to die. You're going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to die is what you're telling me. I'm going to get crucified. I'm going to die like you. And he's going to get to live forever? What's the next phrase? That's not fair. <laughs> Let me just share something with you. Faith ain't fair. Faith ain't fair. People of faith receive things when people of faith, uh, people that don't want to have, don't receive, they get mad because somebody believed God, somebody exercised their faith, somebody was hungry for God, somebody was obedient to God, they had an attitude, they had a thing, they're not going to take no for an answer. See, sometimes faith and obedience will make you look really foolish. I mean, come on, how many of you think that Noah, come on, Noah was the only guy in the face of the earth that actually loved God or served one, one out of thousands. Okay, there was thousands. If you want to kind of add something, there's thousands. And God comes down to Noah because Noah finds favor. And God says, hey, guess what? I'm going to make life even more miserable for you. I want you to build a boat in the middle of the desert. Just build a boat and let everybody think you're crazy. And it's going to take you at least th between 30 and 70 years to build this boat. Isn't that awesome? You're going to get laughed at and ridiculed for 30 years at least. Wow. <laughs> 
Somebody says, well, I want to be a man and a woman of faith. Do you really? Do you really? And yet the, the, the thing is, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Do you know how crazy it is for Abraham? Then he, God comes down and talks to Abraham and tells him about it. Abraham goes to his father and says, guess what, Dad? I got to go find a city whose builder and maker is God. I'm going to go keep sure. I don't know where I'm going. I have no idea where, but I guess I'll know it when I get there. Isn't that a wonderful thing for all of us? When our kids are going to do go do something. Hey, I have no idea how we're going to live. Don't know what we're going to do. I'm just going to go wander. <sighs> And he was the father of our faith. People, no wonder people in the world think we're crazy. But we know the end of the story. We know what happened, what transpired. Amen? We know what took place. Hallelujah. Because here's the thing about it. When you have faith, you have this incredible willingness to just continue to keep going and watch God do the supernatural in your life. You have this adventure on the inside of you. You just, when God says go, you just say, okay, I'm going to do this. God challenges you. People look at you and go, You're, you know, it's so funny because when I was pastoring in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and everything was going good and I mean, things were great and it looked like everything was wonderful, church was flourishing and uh, all of a sudden God says, hey, I don't care what you're doing. I want you to be obedient now and I want you to go. And the same voice that had led me to build the church, the same voice that had led me, the same spirit that got everything really good, you know, now he says, okay, let's change. You gotta, you just got to give all this away. You give it all away. Give it all up. And you go out here and just, I'm, I'm going to tell you when you get there. He didn't tell me what city to go to. He just said, you get out here. I'll tell you when you get there. When you get there, you'll know. <laughs> I said, Lord, that's nuts. So I didn't tell anybody, you know. And then until to a turn of events, all of a sudden it was, you know. And I thought, okay. So then when I did tell everybody, guess what all the preachers told me? You're crazy. What's wrong with you? you? Your church is paid for. You've got staff. You, you've got people coming. Everything's great. You've weathered all the storms. You, you've remodeled the church. It's all good. Everything's good. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Amen. And one guy, man, he was the devil's advocate. He just hammered and hammered. Finally, I had to shut him up. I said, listen. You know, you're telling me, and he told me all kinds of stories about family members, everything. He said, listen, because I, I just, he said, when he said this, he goes, I just finally got to like you. And you're supposed to be here. We can do this. You gotta. I said, well, I'm sorry for that, but took you long enough. But anyways, here was the thing. I said, listen, if I don't obey the spirit of God that I know is the spirit of God in me now, then everything I've done for the last 15 years of ministry, I might as well throw away because that same spirit that was leading me built all this. See, all the things you think is how great it is, how wonderful it is, and everything that you keep telling me I have, I didn't do. He did. And it's his anyways. If he told me I had to go to the jungles of Africa, I'm going to go to the jungles of Africa. I don't belong to myself. See, faith simply says God challenges and we go, well, I accept the challenge. Let's do this. And it's so funny because now, 27 years later, everybody's like, Wow, you become the poster child on how to leave a church and how to start another one. Because it worked. It's funny how people look at you like you can't do it, and then in the minute you become the, oh, well, you, hey, go talk to him. He made his was successful. I said, you know, here's my great advice 
Listen to the Spirit of God. If he tells you to go, you go. If he tells you to stay, you stay. If he tells you to do this, you do it. Now, in order to do that, you got to pray. And in order to do that, you got to fellowship. But see, when you understand the spirit of faith, it'll manifest itself in this crazy willingness to make every reckless venture, hallelujah, an answer to the challenge of God. And it just says, let's do it. Let's do it. Amen. Let's just do it. And that's the thing about it. It just changes. And that's why people say, well, you're just crazy. I remember Oral Roberts said this. He said this about Rama students, and because he, he's ORU was there, and he said we, we were in a meeting, we're talking just in a, in a, in a group of us, and he said, he said, you know, it's funny. He said, I think if you go to ORU, you, you make, we make better ministers, we make better rounded ministers, we you get get more, you're just more set, got, we got more things to offer. He said, but the crazy thing about you, Rama folks, is that. You guys just know go. You have no sense. You just go. And you all just jump in the middle of the jungles and you'll build. You go. And you just go. And you'll go out here and you'll plant a tree. You don't care. Just go. He said, That's, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have any sense at all, but you just go and you just raise things up. I says, yeah, because he just said go. We just go. We're full of faith. We don't know anything, but praise God, God honors it. Amen. We, we haven't studied all that crazy stuff, but we just know God said go and we're here. Amen. You know. It's kind of like the Mike Keys guy that we have coming. He's from the Philippines. And there. Mike, you know, when he graduated in 1980, he got on a plane. He had a plane ticket, a one-way ticket to the Philippines. He had $20 in his pocket. Boom. He landed there. The rest is history. He has a huge compound. He has Raymond Philippines. He has 500 or 600 churches and all over the Philippines. Uh, God is doing supernatural. I mean, awesome, awesome things. Why? Because God said go. You know, he just did it. He, that's, you know, it's kind of like when, when, when you have that kind of attitude, you have the, it changes everything about you. Amen? Because what it also does is faith also manifests in that impossible gets out of the dictionary, and you know that everything with God is possible. Nothing with God is impossible. Amen? What we once thought was impossible, God just does the possible, and he just does it in a way that makes you think, ah, oh, that was so easy. Amen? I mean, I see that more and more and more in my life. It's like, okay, Lord, you, it's impossible, but you need to do it. You told me to be in this. You told me to do this. So you got to take care of it. See, we see these things here. We see what the word of God says. But what happens is, is that we go, here's what happens. We try to make, we try to make it on our faith that's going to try to make it happen. See, my faith is in the word of God. All the pressure's on the word. And all the pressure's on God, and he don't care. Because I say, Lord, if you told me to do this, if you told me to do it, fine, then you get to pay for it. You get to do it. You get to bring it in. You get to bring all those in there. Amen? You get to make it happen. You get to take hold of it. See, when you believe that God's ordering your steps, God does it. He's, he's going to make a way. That's where I got my wonderful saying, what God orders, he pays for. Because I've ordered a bunch of stuff. I had to pay for it. I, he didn't order it. I mean, I've, I've made plans and said, God bless this. And he just laughs. <laughs> you know, but, but when I pray and I seek and I get his plan and I get his purpose, everything works. Amen? And we have this tendency to try to force our faith out here. We try to force our faith. In. No, you get the will of God, the word of God on it, and it changes it. Faith is a rest. It's not a work. It's a rest. 
And that's the hardest thing to do is to believe that what God said in his word, he will do it. But what also, it manifests itself in this belief that God can do anything. God's amazing. And God proved that. I mean, I'm telling you, I got more, you know, just in a natural, more stirred up in, in faith, even though the word of God, I know where faith is. But I tell you what God did last year for Harvest Bible Church, you know, you see, you guys don't understand how such a working of miracles that was because you didn't have to deal with anybody. You just think, well, God can do that. Well, but you didn't have to see the people that we had to deal with and, all, and how God just turned everything around. And what he did in a matter of just a few months, bam, yeah. turned everything around, boom, and did it. And we had, I mean, it was just, it's, it's so miraculously, it's like, I just was like, I mean, how, and it still just boggles my mind, but it just thrills my heart, just makes me cry. I just get so thrilled at God. I say, God, if you want to do another crazy thing like that, I'm ready. Let's just do this. What do you want to do? Let's do this. I'm ready to jump out and do anything. Let's handle this. We got this. It's good, you know. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, but here's one of the big things about faith that will manifest in your life. See, I'm sharing these things with you. One is, you know, all about takes place. But this one's a big one. See, this kind of faith or the, having a spirit of faith will manifest itself in the belief of the power and the will of God to bless, not curse. See, that's what makes it difference when you're people of faith and when you're believing. You know God wants to bless you and not curse you. You're not under the curse. You've been redeemed from the curse of the law, the Bible says. We're redeemed from the curse. We've been redeemed from sickness. We've been redeemed from poverty. We're redeemed from those things there. And that you believe that God's will and his power is to bless so that you can be a blessing. You know, people get mad at people. People get mad at people having, you know, finances or having things and they get mad when somebody, you know, especially ministries, I mean, ministries that are on, you know, they get all, well, I don't need, they don't need that. They don't need this. And everybody wants to attack. Listen, you never, never criticize somebody's harvest until you've seen their seed. You never criticize and, you know, you know, uh, until you see their seed and what they sow and how much they sow and what they're doing and they're just getting a harvest just because they're, they're sowing a whole lot bigger and they're reaping a whole lot bigger, you know. And that's kind of like, like I said, you know, uh, what I talked about, what Brother Self said about this guy, minister got upset because he ordered a hamburger and the other minister ordered a steak and God told that minister, he says, listen, I didn't order that hamburger, you did. He says, you got hamburger faith, he's got steak faith, don't get mad at him. See, we get this, and, we, and people say, oh, you're just trying to put... No, what I'm trying to say is the more that you get in love with God, the more that the Word of God's on the inside of you, it changes you. See, God hates covetedness. God hates when you love something more than you love Him. But God wants you to have, be blessed, and, and you know, God wants you to be a blessing. God wants you to be so, so that you can give, and you can sow, and you can do the things you need to do. Amen. We need that. We need to see that. We need to see what takes place, you know? Hallelujah. Because when you have it, glory to God, then you're able to give it. Amen? This is, it's hard for people. It really is, you know, because people say, yeah, well, you're just one. I said, no, you guys need to. God said this. I mean, here's what God said he wanted to bless. God said in the midst of famine, God's going to bless. God, every time the children of Israel was doing the will of God, they were blessed. Every time they didn't do the will of God, they got wiped out. Amen? It didn't work. It didn't work. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Here's another thing about faith. 
If you're truly men and women of faith, it'll manifest itself because you'll actually throw yourself in to people. You'll get connected with people because you'll understand that your faith works better when you're connected with God's people. And when you do that, what does I mean by that? It's because God ties us to people so that we can be a blessing to them. They can be a blessing because it's the family of God. And when you're people of faith, you don't worry about somebody cheating you. Amen. I mean, because you got the Spirit of God, so you're not going to get deceived. You're not going to get taken. So you only do it if you're led by the Spirit of God and you want to do things and you want to help. But it doesn't bother you to get connected because you say, hey, Lord, if I can, I will and I, I'll be able to. It doesn't bother you. Amen. You get nervous about these things. But we look at faith and we, like I said, when you understand your, your relationship with God and you're part of the family of God, it changes everything. Amen. We hold down. We grab a hold of this because this is what God said. God told us to, that if we'll do this, you know, and we got to believe God's report, not the report of man. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. It, it just causes us to we throw into that, you know, and, uh, you know, because here's the thing about it. Probably one of the biggest things. You remember Jericho, right? The walls of Jericho. And, uh, you know, the children of Israel, when they, when they finally got over there and they sent in those two spies and Rahab the harlot uh, get, brings them in and, and they start talking and said, man, we, be, we, we heard that you, the, the king of, of Og, you, of Basham, you guys destroyed them. We've just been afraid for 40 years, but you've never come in. And see, when you have faith, she said, you know what? I know, we know, I know. So I'm going to side with you. I'm going to hide you. So listen, when you guys come, I want me and my family to be alive. So here's what we're going to do. Here she is. She's in the city. She's not, you know, this woman of well, well you know, she's not, you know, in, in real regards or anything. Here's what it is. And they say, hey, listen, put the scarlet thing out there. Get your family here. And, you know, that part of the wall of Jericho is the only part that didn't just completely go straight down on the ground. And her family was saved because she sided in with the people of God. She said, we know who your God. I'm going to side in with you. How about you take care of me? I don't know how this is going to go down, but I want to stay saved. Amen? And see, that's where if you understand, if you're a person of faith, people are precious and they have no past. That's people of God, not people of the world. How many of you know people of the world aren't precious? They need, they need Jesus, so that's they're precious in that side, but they're not precious in their actions of what they're doing toward us. Amen? And they're ruthless, and they don't care. Hallelujah. Amen. But thank God, people of, the, of, of God are precious. They're precious. Hallelujah. And so we want to be connected. It doesn't matter. We want to throw in our thing there. Hallelujah. You know, amen. <laughs> and here's probably another one too, is that the spirit of faith manifests itself in is that you're not trying to be a hero, but you can't help but stand up for the cause. Is there not a cause? Don't you think David had a spirit of faith? Is there not a cause? Oh, you're just here for the thing, for the blood and the guy, you're for the battle. He said, wait a minute, is there not a cause? This uncircumcised Philistine's cursing you. He's cursing our God. He can't curse my God. My God saved me from a bear. My God saved me from a lion. This guy's just like those two. Let's deal with this. Amen. See, the spirit of faith says there's a cause. So the spirit of faith is always going to have you rise up to the occasion, even though people are going to criticize you and they're going to say, oh, you're just doing this to be a showboat. Amen. Now, can you understand why you got criticized? 
when you didn't know why you wanted to help or why you were doing this or what was doing it. Hallelujah. And uh, what you happen is, is that when you have the spirit of faith, it changes everything about you and it changes you to be the person God made you to be. It changes your life. Amen. And when you understand there's plenty more where that came from, God can do supernatural things. Hallelujah. We see the hand of God on it. We see God's plan, his purpose of what he wants us to do. Hallelujah. So, you know, it, when we see that going back to Hebrews 11, that's why we didn't do Hebrews 11, 6, but without faith, it is impossible to believe, believe impossible to please God because you got to believe that he is. And when you come to God, you've got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And in honoring God, he's the one that's going to direct your steps. He has blessings in store for you. So we walk by faith, the Bible says. We walk by faith. Amen. You know that, that the book of Hebrews was written to Jewish believers who were about to fall back and go back to Judaism. They were about to go. They were, you know, they'd been living for a certain period of time trying to, but they thought, you know what? Doesn't look like our church is growing. Doesn't look like this whole thing is working. Doesn't look like all this stuff is happening. Maybe we should go back and start serving, doing the whole things, doing the sacrifices, go back to doing all this Jewish stuff that was doing beforehand. Let's go back. And the Bible talked about in, in Hebrews 10, it says, you know, we're not of those who turn back to perdition. We're not going to walk away from God. The just shall live by faith. Amen. We're going to hold fast our confidence. How many of you know we got to hold fast our confidence? We're living in a day that faith is being bombarded. We're living in a day that Christianity is being attacked. We're living in a day that people are walking in fear. So we've got to have faith to believe, not be afraid. Amen? Amen. We've, got to, we've got to be that voice. We've got to be, you know, uh, what God wants us to do. If we don't do that, then, then who's going to help out? Who's going to do this? I mean, if we don't understand that we've got to speak our faith, that we know what it is, we know how it comes, and we know how to turn it loose in our lives, then also we need to be able to turn it loose and help others. We we'll have to do that because if we don't, what will happen is, is that the voices of everything else around it, all things, it's just going to continue to keep crumbling down. So we've got to get our voice in the mix. You see, yeah, but I've, many times people tell me, yeah, but pastor, I've been believing or I've been in this, in this way for a long time and, and doing and trying and it seems like uh, that it's so hard. But it's not hard. It's because you're trying to make your faith work instead of allow the faith of God, have faith in God, have faith in his word. Hallelujah. And when you have faith in his word, you're going to have faith in your faith because your faith is in the right thing. Can you understand that? Can you understand? See, this is where, you know, people always want to analyze. They want to look at this right here. And, and they always try to get their faith. Uh, um, I say it like this. Don't let your faith kill you. What I mean by that is this, is that I want to stand in faith. I'm going to stand and do this, or I'm going to do this. I'm doing it. I, I, I. Instead of saying, okay, Lord. I'm going to take my faith that I believe in you. I'm going to take your word. Lord, I'm going to lift up your word to you. My faith is in this. And this is what I believe. And this is what I'm going to stand in. And I'm going to rest. If you want me to fast, I'll fast. But if you don't tell me anything, I ain't going to fast. I'm probably not even going to pray about it. I'm just going to give it to you. Amen. And it's a rest. People say, aren't you going to, you know, I can remember this. You know, uh, Brother Hagin saying that, who was my mentor, this is, 
Dad Hagen Sr., Brother Hagen Sr. Anyways, when he first started out, and his crusade director, which was a gentleman, he called him and said, hey, we don't have any money. What are we going to do here? We're going to do that. And Brother Hagen said, that's ah, okay. I didn't want to do it anyway. So it's God's ministry. If he can't bring the money and that's too bad, I don't want to be here anyways. And I thought, that's kind of crazy. What are you talking about? God called you to do that. And you're like, that's not my problem. I'm like, what do you mean ain't your problem? You got to believe God. You got families. You got things you got to take care of, you know? Amen. But you know what? God's done it. God does it. And, and the money, you know, he's, he, and, and you learn that, you know what? If God's in it, he takes care of it. And if I've got God's word on it, my faith is in the word. I, mean, I have great strength, and I believe, and I trust God. I, have, I do have a lot of faith in my faith to believe because I have a lot of faith in God's word that's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. See, because I believe. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore, what things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So you got to believe you receive them before you get them. See, faith always looks at the impossible. Faith always looks out there in the spiritual realm and brings it, lasts and brings it to you. And faith is always now. So if you're always thinking about why isn't it here, you don't have faith. Because faith always believes it here. See, you know, when your hope says, man, I hope for the strength to do this, this, this job. I hope I can do this thing. I hope for the strength. Faith says, the, the Lord is the strength of my life. Hallelujah. He's the one that gives me strength. And I'll be able to do these things. You know, faith always declares in a present tense of what God says about you. And that's what changes everything for people's lives. And that's why people get mad with you because all of a sudden things work for you. All of a sudden you have strength to do the job. All of a sudden you have hope. You're believing because see, faith gives substance to the things hope for. You got to have hope. Hope is your expectation. Hope is your desires. It's amazing how many people don't have hope or desires. They're not dreaming big. They shut down. I'm still dreaming big. Hallelujah. I still got lots of things I want to see happen. I want to see it come to pass. Because Romans 4, 17, we're supposed to call those things which be not as though they are, though they are okay? It's not calling those things that are as though they are not. You guys understand that about faith. Faith never denies the reality of things. It only changes it. Faith doesn't say this is not and this is not happening. Faith says my faith is giving them because this is what the word of God says. So I say this is what needs to happen in this. Amen? So this is what's going on. I get my faith in the mix and so I can defeat the enemy in what he's trying to do. I'm always on the champion side. Jesus is the champion. He, I'm in Christ. So I have everything that he gave. So the enemy's always trying to come and steal what's already mine. I don't have to go fight the enemy to get back or to get things. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I believe what God says about the word of God. It's mine. I can take hold of it and, and say, Lord, here's what, you, here's what we're doing. So I believe what God says. And what happens in a lot of folks, and I'm going to close on this, is that we all mentally say, yes, I know that's true. Yes, I know that's true. I know that's true. The problem is faith is not of your head. Faith is of your heart. See, 
you, and this is where I, I mean, I'm a pastor, okay? I've been a pastor all of my life, so I've had to deal with the sheep. I've had to deal with you, and, I've, and if you listen, I'll help you. I've got lots of teacher friends of mine. I've got lots of people that are same group that I'm in. They would totally disagree with me on this, but I can't help it. They haven't lived where I live. They haven't done what I, and the, and the Word of God declares it, and we can argue and try to do things. Listen, if you have faith in your heart, you, you're going to have some doubt in your head, but your faith in your heart will work with doubt in your head. You just got to tell your head to shut up. I have never, ever been 100% sure. I shouldn't say that. There's only been two times in my entire life that I've been 100% sure that what I knew, that that was particular thing about faith. And that is when the gift of faith was in operation. Boy, I wish that would operate all the time. See, the gift of faith in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about there's a gift of faith. When that gift of faith is in operation, you want to doubt and you can't. You're like in a euphoria. You're just like, dude, this is awesome. This is going to come to pass. Oh, how do you? It doesn't matter. No, I'm just telling you, you can take it to the bank and you can because you just know. So, so how, how did it just, it's amazing. It's only happened twice in my 40 some odd years of ministry. I have been asking the Lord, say, Lord, how come that's not happening a little more here? I think it's probably because he said, you got too excited about the first two. Maybe, I don't know. But, you know, we're all led by the Spirit of God. Because when I believe and know in my heart, but when I know in my heart, then my head doesn't matter. I can have, you have faith in your heart, but you can have doubt in your head. And, but you, it still comes to path. Now, here's the thing. You can know all this and get all the right. Man, this looks so great in your head and your heart telling you, it's going to mess up every time. Because it's your heart, it's your spirit. It's what's, that's where faith is. And see, that's where the word of God comes in. See, that's where the word of God comes in. And it always gives you that assurance about this is what I need to do. And when you have the word, all the pressure's on the word. Because you're just saying, Lord, I'm just lifting this up before you. You said you'd meet all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm not being foolish. I'm being obedient. I pray my tithes. I give offerings. I'm honoring you. Here we got, we got an unexpected thing. We got this happen. So you got to help me meet it. You've got to bring in what we need to do. And he does every time. Because that's God. Because he loves to do that. He wants to do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, here, here's the thing, too. Everybody wants to know. I just want to know that I hear from God. I want to know. Listen, you're going to never get to the place of knowing until you start in the place of believing. So if you'll start believing, you'll get to the place of knowing. And then once you get to the place of knowing, hallelujah, you know. You don't have to look at it. You don't have to grab a hold of it. You know. See, it doesn't take any faith if you know something. It takes faith in the believing part that you believe that you receive. Because how do you know that when you feel good, have money, will travel? Hallelujah. You know, it's just good. It doesn't take, you just know, you know, hey, you know when you feel good, you know that when things are, it's like, yeah, let's do this. You know, it doesn't take any faith to say, hey, how about we go do this? Why don't we go you know, do these things? But it takes believing, saying, all right, praise God. We're going to believe God, hallelujah, to be able to do these things. Or we're going to believe God, exercise our faith, trust the Lord in it. And we're going to take the step of believing to get to the place of knowing. Because that's what God wants you to do. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you and love you. Lord, I've just shared a just simple faith, just talking and sharing from my heart. Because there are things that we got to stir ourselves up. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to, just 
take the word of the Lord tonight and just stir their hearts to get hungry for the things of God. Look into the word of God for whatever it is. Because the word of God has the answer for every problem that we have, every question that we have, the word of God has the answer. Lord, thank you for that. And I thank you and praise you, Father, hallelujah, for just the hearts of the people here that as we teach the word of God, they just draw it out. Lord, we love you, we praise you, we thank you for that, and, and I, I just thank you, Father. The greatest gift of all is the Lord Jesus Christ, and we want people to be born into the kingdom of God. So, Father, if anybody's watching this or they grab a hold of it, they need Jesus to be the Lord of their life. Father, my heart is that, that they would make Jesus the Lord of their life. They just call upon the name of the Lord and they shall be saved. Thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen.